At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate Digital Agronomy Platform, everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to MileHighHuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday night. 6.02, Mountain Time. Rosters are set to 53-man, and uh, it's time for an episode of Building the Broncos, man, our namesake, the day like today. Uh, I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, for these Tuesday night shows over at Mile High Huddle, Carl Dummler. Carl, how you doing, man? That uh, The beard is looking certain. It's coming through there pretty good after the uh, the monkey tail. Yeah, no, it's 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 coming along. The part right here is turning a little more gray-whitish than I like to admit. You know, it's those mid-30s, experience. they hit you hard. Yeah. Someday yeah. you'll get there. But uh <laughs> no, it's uh, it's good to be back and uh you know, I appreciate Scott stubbing in for me last week with some family things going on and mm-hmm. oh, everybody's healthy finally. So we're good. good there. And and hopefully the Broncos looking like a pretty healthy roster. Like I said, cutting down I think somebody in the comments said that's why they call it an initial 53 roster. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's right. You know, there, there's going to be plenty of changes coming. I think even George Payton kind of talked about it, that they're they're scouting through like a thousand players. They have a thousand reports on players that they're going to be looking through tonight to see who they're going to put in waiver requests for, you know, which veterans are you going to be trying to talk to, to come in here to Denver, all those kind of things. So, you know, as, as I would hate to be those guys that are like that 51 through 53, because you get that initial, like I made it and now you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, you know, you see the 53 and I was kind of, Joking about it with Scott today, the 53 man roster is set, but then you have a lot of movement in the, you mentioned 51 through 53, 49, like the back four typically rotating throughout the season as it is, but uh, a lot of changes in Broncos country and uh, hopefully for the better going from some losing seasons to a winning season. Now that a winning season has officially returned and with the regular season, just about here, there are plenty of opportunities to win over at my bookie, whether you're a seasoned better or a first time better. MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to $1,000. It's simple. Follow the link in the show description and sign up using our promo code Wilson22 on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. A $250 deposit puts $500 into your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Uh, So make sure you're looking here. I think the Broncos spread right now is about four, four and a half for the Seattle game. Uh, you want to check that out. And uh seems like the line is starting to get a little bit more in favor to the Broncos with uh, the Geno Smith announcement. So uh, 
maybe you want to cash in on that now because it might get uh, even further away from the Broncos line. Uh, a win's a win in my book, but you know, maybe a little bit of a double win there if you bet on the Broncos to cover that spread. Bet on team win totals, predict the Super Bowl winner, or use my, the MyBookie prop builder to give yourself an edge you need to secure the bag this year. Again, use code Wilson2022 when you sign up and get double your deposit. Follow the link in the notes and click to join now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So yeah, let's um now that that's out of the way, we gotta say hello to some folks. Andrew Lampy coming in here saying hello. Hello to you, Andrew Lampy. Hope you're doing well. Still enjoying the new picture, throwing me off here, but of course, recognize the name. Uh good afternoon to you. We also got Phil coming in. Phil, feels like it's been a second. I know I've been you know, crazy off on like backpacking trips and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> Phil saying uh, hello, Carl, Nick and Scott. Welcome back, Carl. Yeah, Carl, welcome back. Um, now, what do you guys think about the defensive back Gidry and the defensive tackle Watkins? Uh, do you have any idea who Phil's talking about here? Or is there just a, a couple of these guys that were released with this last name? Phil, you're going to need to give me more than this. I'm not sure which players you're talking about. There's so many players that the Broncos moved on from. I didn't see every single player every team released. Right. I, I mean, there's, I think, 800 names that were released today or something like that or over the last couple of weeks. So it's kind of hard to keep track of all of them. Um, so, yeah, if you can give us first names, that might help out a little bit. And and the hard part is, like, we haven't got to watch all these guys. And so what we know of them, a lot of them are what we saw in college. Mm-hmm. And so now you're kind of trying to have to, what, what did they look like in preseason? I don't know. Maybe in the NFL, it just was too big of a picture for them and they just couldn't quite make it work. And, and this is why a lot of times with teams, you have to kind of remember, I know everybody's like, oh, I can't believe we lost this player and this player and this player, and some team's going to pick them up. Well, there's usually only about two or three players from each team that kind of switches, mm-hmm. I, I think, if, if I remember right. Um, so it, per team, I should say. Yeah. Um, or 3%, I think that's what it is, of actual players that get cut end up on a different roster. So yeah. just, just keep that in mind, that as much as it is hard to say goodbye to some of these guys, there's a really good chance most of them end up on the practice squad. Yeah, and just looking up <laughs> Guidry cornerback, there's Javelin Guidry uh, for the Jets, 5'9", 192. Haven't watched him, 24-year-olds with the Jets. Uh, Jets secondary, not great. Um, so, I don't know, I'm really looking more for a boundary cornerback and not having watched him at all, <laughs> being completely honest. 5'9", uh, screams more slot, which I don't think the Broncos need as much. Defensive lineman Watkins, that makes me think of maybe Carlos Watkins. And looking that up today, I see the Colts moved on from Carlos Watkins. A little bit older in the tw- from the 2017 draft class. Uh, loved the arm length, 34 and 5 eighths. Uh, but again, been released. Uh, not a player that probably moving the needles. I remember watching him at Clemson. He was fine. Uh, more of a body than anything. But hey, uh, definitely uh, somebody that Broncos might look at because the defensive line room right now is a little thin. Um, but we'll get into that uh, because some of it is just some of the some of the movements uh, going on this season. And a lot of teams are kind of doing this there. <laughs> it's a false 53 right now because you have some guys that are going to be back once the Broncos move some players on IR. But we'll get all into that, guys. First, we got to say hello to Miguel coming in here saying, Sup, fellas, what was your surprise moves? Mine was Cooper making the team. I don't know why, just is. Uh, at first, I would say my surprise move was uh, Mike Purcell being moved on from, considering he was protected all throughout preseason. Uh, they could have moved on from him a while ago to save that money. And then finding out a little bit later, it's more of a procedural move where Purcell, along with tight end Eric Tomlinson, agreed to come back for the exact same contract that they're going on. They're not losing any money. Um, but right now, they are off the roster, soon to be brought back because the Broncos are keeping the likes of Michael Ojemudia, cornerback, and... Uh, Oh gosh, who's oh, uh, tight end Greg Dulcich uh, on the 53-man roster 
and then moving them to the short-term IR, which means they can be back by week five. Yeah, I, I guess actual surprise move for me would be a little bit of Virgil making it over a couple of the other guys, a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think part of that is, again, you, you look at who who's most likely to get taken by somebody else. Well, Virgil has that that high end because of that that speed. I mean, every team's looking for speed. And if you don't have one of those kind of guys that can get down the field in a hurry, uh, you know, you're, you're going to try to find that if that hits the market. I mean, this is one of those guys um, I'm trying to remember. I think he was on what's his name? You, you know, I'm the guy that does the freaks list. Uh, Bruce Feldman. He was on there three times, if I remember right. And just because this guy is just I mean, he's got Olympic kind of speed. I think 10.29 meter dash. That's ridiculous. So he's one of the fastest people in the NFL. And, uh, and uh, yeah, four, three, something in his 40 yeah. times. So I think the Broncos were kind of going, this is the guy that everybody's going to want to get, you know, there, there's a lot of Seth Williams out there. There's a lot of, uh, the Johnsons out there that I, I think you could probably look at 20 other guys and say, eh, it's pretty close. We don't need this guy, but Virgil, he's got something different. Yeah. And, uh, NFL draft from Jalen Virgil's pro day at Appalachian state has him running at a four, four, eight. So much more of a long speed, even longer speed with the uh, the hundred meter dash, uh, but still um, interesting to see. We got Watkins and Watkins from Dallas and Guidry from Jets. Um, not sure about either of them. Um, if they come in, I'll definitely put in the work on them. Uh, but uh, if it was Carlos Watkins who was released from the Colts, I believe today, maybe a little more interest because I definitely watched him at Clemson and love that arm length. They definitely need some more mass and length along that defensive line. Got to don't have much length on the interior right now. Uh, Tyler coming in here with a 499 super saying, good evening, gents. I'm sad about Malik Reed. We traded a player for us and a seventh for a sixth. Uh, Carl, I'll give you the floor on this one. Yeah, it, it was p- pretty much the, the room was really deep. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have quite the high end talent that you kind of like, but when you're looking at a Malik Reed, a Nick Benito, a Jonathan Cooper, you know, a lot of those guys are real close in their abilities and you're kind of going, okay, well, we can't keep them all. So we got to get rid of at least one of them. Is there any way we can get any kind of trade value? Well, the guy that has the most value is Malik Reed because he's done it in the league. He's started a few games. He's got obviously tons of snaps out there. And so that's one of those guys you can make a call and other NFL teams are going to go. Yeah, we know that guy. We like him. We'd love him for our depth. And while it stinks, yes, I wish they got a little bit more capital. I wish they didn't have to give up the seventh to get the sixth because I kind of want quantity. You know, sometimes that quantity over quality can actually be a good thing in the draft. Uh, but at the same time, it's still, it's at least something. Instead of either having to cut the guy or cut somebody else, you're at least getting something back for it. And uh, so, yeah. I, and plus the other thing that you get with it is you get some cap space as well, you know, because yep. he was on that restricted free agent tag and the Broncos, they're going to need as much cap space as they can get. I know <laughs> that George Payton was talking about the, the punter battle and saying that finances had nothing to do with this. Come on. You, we know that there was at least a little bit of that playing into this. Yeah, it's you a know, tiebreaker. You, yeah, it is. Yeah, if it, it's close. We're going to look at the money and say who's cheaper. And, yeah. you know, you've got Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, obviously Russell Wilson. All three of those guys are going to demand pretty darn high contracts. And so every little bit helps if you can. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. 
Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Make it work. Yeah. Absolutely. So well, we'll see how it plays out and just kind of going through some of the names here that have been released today. Uh, I guess my biggest surprise was the Broncos moving on from uh, Josh Johnson in favor of Brett Rippon. Sounds like the Broncos are still not pretty content uh, with their quarterback room, even with Brett Rippon there. So they might make a move there still at that position and hoping to bring Josh Johnson back to the practice squad now that there's not a years in the league uh, rule or limit uh, for the practice squad. The Broncos waived a lot of players, obviously, McTelvin Ajim, former third round pick, uh, Bailey on the offensive line, who did not look very good. Jonathan Harris defense line didn't look very good. Fayon Hicks, the only uh, draft pick from this last draft class that uh, did not make the team. We'll see if he's back in the practice squad. Kendall Hinton, Hall of Famer, a little bit sad to see him gone, but he's out. Uh, Johnson, the offensive line, Kongbo on the outside linebacker spot. Mauga inside linebacker, uh, McMillan cornerback, Natani Moody, another surprise guard, uh, Nice offensive line, Zigbo running back, Parham tight end, uh, J.R. Reed safety, uh, Sterling Shepard, Sterling Shepard? No, it's no. Shepard wide receiver, uh, Seth Williams wide receiver, and uh, Brandon Johnson with the injury, and then of course the trade of Malik Reed. So a rundown there of the names, and we're going to get to end some more here, um, breaking down the, the list and some of the procedural moves we talked about. But Cody W coming in with a $2 Super Saiyan. Is Hamler now the fastest player in the AFC West? Uh, what do you think here, Carl? Right now, no. Who is then? Well, part of this is because he's still coming back from injury. Okay, like right he, now. He, no, looked, like... he looked good in this last game, but you can tell he's not quite 100%. Uh, especially that interception in the end zone. You could tell he wasn't quite making the quick cuts that we've seen in the past, which that's not the long speed side of things mm-hmm. or side of things. Uh, I mean, Broncos might have it and their other guy that just made the the roster there. Um, Jalen Virgil. Yeah, Jalen Virgil might be that guy. It depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking the 40, the 100, the 100, Broncos have the fastest guy in the NFL. 40, uh, Sky Moore can move. Uh, who else, Who's that other wide receiver that they got? from the the Packers. Um, Martez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. Michael mm-hmm. Hardman's faster than both of them. That's yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm trying to think of the other rosters. That's Raiders. Cool. We always think, think wide receivers, but cornerbacks too, man. Cornerbacks that's true. fly. That so true. Uh, we'll, we'll rack our bangs, but I'm going to go just yes. KJ Hamler fastest. KJ Hamler <laughs> faster than Jalen Virgil. Virgil had yeah. a really good 100 meter yard dash, but he almost ran up 4 5 40 at Appalachian State. Even at the 4 4, Hamler was reporting, you know, knocking on the door on the 4 twos. So Hamler, when healthy, is probably the fastest guy in the AFC West. Um, Michaela Parker coming in saying hi, family. Hi, Michaela. I love the uh, picture of you rocking that 88 jersey. Um, always good to see some DT support out here and uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, we also have uh, John saying he was bummed <laughs> that the, the Broncos took Virgil over Williams. Dumb move. What do you think, Carl? You're more of the uh, the wide receiver guy than I am. Why would the Broncos take Jalen Virgil over Seth Williams, who kind of showed on late, especially in that Vikings game? Yeah, I, I mean, I 
there might not be a bigger fan of Seth Williams than me right now. Like one of the, the biggest things that I look for is what do they do from year one to year two? Can they show that sign that they're actually working at this, getting better? Seth Williams took leaps and bounds compared to what he was his rookie year. Like rookie year, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy does not belong in the NFL. He's slow. He's not even doing great jumping up, catching the ball. You know, like that was supposed to be his big thing is he's a jump ball kind of wide receiver. This year, he slimmed down a little bit. He's good out of his breaks. Like he's really worked at his game. And I thought he looked like a legit NFL wide receiver. And I really wanted him in part because with Tim Patrick down, Cortland Sutton goes down. You don't really have a whole lot of big wide receivers now. I mean, Tyree Cleveland's got a little bit of size, but I don't really like him for the offense. He's more of a special teams guy. And and so I just kind of wanted that X receiver that could just come in just in case Cortland Sutton went down. Uh, But like I said, Virgil is, he's got that X factor because he has that long speed. He can win. He can do special teams. He can be a returner if you need him for that. Uh, You know, if Montrell Williams has some kind of injury that pops up or Montrell Washington, sorry. um, Then you have that possibility that you have another returner that can come in and do really well. He didn't do great in this in preseason with special teams, but he did show that ability in college. And so I think for that, again, the Broncos looked at it and said, some team is going to want this speed. We got to keep him on our 53. And I don't think he'll be one that remains on the 53. I think eventually he'll go to the practice squad, but at least for right now, they want to protect him. Yeah. For me, it comes down to Jalen Virgil, much better gunner um, on this team. So uh, we'll see what happens in that regard. Uh, we also have, you know, Mike Mile High Mike saying Seth Williams should have made the team. What a mistake. I'm not wringing my hands too much about the back end of the roster wide receivers because you see these guys uh, pop up in the league. There, there's probably no position, especially when you, you're talking about back end of the depth chart positions as a wide receiver in the league. I mean, Trinity Benson was released and the Broncos. A lot of Broncos fan last year were really pissed that the Broncos traded him for a fifth round pick and gave up a Benson and a seven. You can find those wide receivers every year. Um, and Seth Williams, he did have a solid preseason, uh, but not enough where I'm feeling upset that he was moved on from. You know, you can, if you want to find a Seth Williams, you can probably find one right an equivalent on the waiver wire right now. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. And I'm hoping that he makes it back to the practice squad, though, because I do like to keep the uh, the drafted guys in here that we've been following um, with some rapport on and everything like that. Uh, we got a we also got Diamond Rattler coming in saying, did they already talk about the new football there? The new football they're using for Thursday night football games. I don't know anything about this. Do you know anything about this, Carl? They're using a different. So <laughs> Russell Wilson did a video recently okay. where he was showing that they have an Amazon football since Amazon does the Thursday yeah. night football games and, uh, and he's shown the difference in throwing them compared to a regular NFL football. He took that Amazon football and it was kind of like that old nerf, like John Elway where he could throw it a hundred yards mm. with nothing. It, it just felt like that. I mean, he just, he hit the, uh, the dummy and the dummy just went flying across the field because he could throw it so hard. And I think it was just a joke. I, I don't think that's real. I, I, I can't see how they would allow them to change up the game. Just, or change up the ball for just Thursday night football games. So yeah, Peter Johnson saying truly the new football is a joke. Yeah, it, it's got to yeah. be. They they would yeah. not change that kind of thing because I mean that that'd be crazy to kind of watch in a game. You know, yeah. wide receivers having to adjust to a whole new football, quarterbacks have to adjust. They would not do that because it would turn into bad football. Yep, and uh, Patrick Chan or uh, Cody W coming in. Patrick Chan, fan of the show, uh, coming in and saying uh, holds the fastest speed for a defense in the last five years. Yeah, I think it was that GPS tracker uh, where he returned yep. that uh, pick six. Um, Patrick Chan definitely got some long speed. He's definitely a fast player as well. Um, 
coming out of the draft. I didn't think he was the quickest uh, burst player off the line of scrimmage, but I mean, God, his technique is so good that it's, you don't even have to worry about that that much. Um, hell of a player. Uh, Jamie coming in saying, hello, Broncos country. Going to be interesting to see who the Broncos claim off waivers and who gets the ax. Uh, I think that, the Broncos are going to be looking for specifically the cornerback position. That's the one that stands out to me. Uh, players heading towards the IR. We already mentioned it. The short-term IR. Michael Ojemudia, the team's first backup boundary cornerback behind the, let's just call it as it is, injury-prone uh, Ronald Darby, who misses has only had one healthy career, uh, year in his entire career. And uh, Patrick Scutan, which please don't let him get injured. Uh, <laughs> so right now it's Michael Ojemudia. If if uh, Ojemudia goes down, even or excuse me, if uh, Darby goes down, even though Ojemudia had struggled somewhat in preseason and uh, had an injury last year, uh, you are really in trouble at the cornerback position. So I would be shocked if the Broncos did not make a move yet at the uh, boundary cornerback spot. Quan Williams, more of a slot guy. Uh, Damari Mathis, not ready to trust him as a primary boundary guy, especially the first boundary guy off the bench. They need another body there. Yeah, they, they do. And I mean, Ojemudia is going to have to miss the first four games anyway. Yeah. So you don't want to be that thin at that position. Yeah. And and we've seen in the past, the Broncos have struggled with their cornerbacks staying healthy. Like I said, Darby's already had injury history. Uh, Quan Williams hasn't always been healthy. And so you want to get a few more bodies possibly in there just to see what you can bring in. Yeah. Uh, we got BX Bronco Jedi coming in saying surprise Purcell was cut. It was a little bit of surprise just in the fact they didn't play him all preseason. So you kind of thought this guy's a lock to make the roster, but you said it earlier. This was really just kind of a, a move to be able to keep to put those other guys on short-term IR. So the way it works is if you want to put a player on short-term IR, they have to be on the initial 53-man roster, which really stinks because then that means you're losing a couple players that otherwise would have would have been on the roster. But so the Broncos thought, hey, the smart thing to do is cut these veterans that nobody else is going to take and tell the veterans, we're going to bring you back at that exact same contract that we just cut you from. And so then you're not risking anything at that point. You're not risking losing a player that you would rather keep on your roster. So Purcell will be back. There's really no question about that. The Broncos want him back. He wants to be back and he'll be a Denver Bronco this year. Yeah. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own, to always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Nope, absolutely. Um, Purcell and a uh, shout out to Purcell and Eric Tomlinson both, you know, be agreeing to keep with the deal. I don't know how this is legal uh, to do that. Like we're, we're, we're releasing you, but we're not really releasing you. You still keep the guaranteed money. We're just going to give you that uh, same base salary right back. As soon as we move these guys to the R it's just procedural. Um, I don't know. Just moving one thing to a bucket until this other bucket. It's like you have, you can only hold 53 marbles in this one bucket. So you move two into this bucket right now and you have an IR bucket that you can't put anything in until tomorrow. Take those two marbles out, put the other two in, you're back to 53. So expect that to happen uh, quickly. No worries about that. And uh, we also got, I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, Malik Reed trade as well. So the Broncos getting another uh, draft pick back. Uh, obviously they didn't get more quantity, but a six round pick. Guess what, Carl? You said you wanted more numbers. Obviously I would have rather just gotten the six, a six round pick without having to give it the seven, but if you want more picks, guess what? That sixth round pick can easily turn into two seventh round picks next year if you are looking for that volume. Um, Malik Reed, though, you kind of touched on it already. Uh, you save two point four million against the cap this season. He only had one year left of control compared to all your other edge rushers outside of Bradley Chubb, who's way better and more valuable. Uh, that uh, would have more years of control left. Nick Benito, four years of control. Baron Browning, three years of control. Jonathan Cooper, three years of control. Aaron Patrick, a much better special teams contributor. So just the roster math-wise, it didn't make sense to keep Malik Reed. I'm happy the Broncos at all were able to get draft capital for him and uh, make that move, even if it does seem neg negligible. The Broncos now have two threes, a four, a five, and a six next year, if I'm not mistaken. I think they don't have two six. I think it's two threes, one of the threes from the Colts, a four, five, and six. I, I think you're right. Yeah. EJ coming in. Good evening, Nick and Carl in Broncos country. Good to see you. Kathy also in the house saying, hi, Carl and Nick. Bittersweet day for Broncos country. It is, but it's also an exciting day. Um, and see, John's in here. Why do we keep Virgil over Hinton or Williams? I think, like Carl said, Virgil still probably ends up on the practice squad at some point. But if not, I think the calling card here is special teams. Virgil is a much better gunner. And also uh, Tyree Cleveland is still floating around there. We'll see what happens with him. He uh, makes the original 53. Wouldn't be shocked if he ends up on the uh, short-term uh IR as well. He's he's probably the one that I struggled with the most of making the 53-man roster. Just he missed most of training camp. Mm -hmm. And so this is pretty much a we're throwing a bone to our, our special teams coordinator. He really loves this guy, thinks that he's going to be a star for special teams. And even though we haven't got to see that as much on the field, like with our own eyes, yes, they, they've got news from his last couple of years here with Denver. but uh, And they've got film from last year of him being on, on the field sometimes. But still it's one of those when you miss that much time, I just have trouble keeping him over some of these young guys that I thought really did well. Like I think they played well enough to make a roster and now you're keeping a guy that I don't think really earned his spot per se, but sometimes it just that reputation matters. And like I said, if he can help you on special teams, that's what you want with those back end wide receivers. That's what's more important than their ability to help on the offense. And, but that's hard for me. Cause I, like I said, I want these guys that can maybe replace starters down the road. And I don't see Tyree Cleveland becoming this great wide receiver that you can sit there and look at Tim Patrick next year and go, eh, I think we're good without you. We got Tyree Cleveland, not saying Seth Williams is maybe is quite to that level, but I, I feel like he has more upside to become that kind of receiver mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all also if the Broncos brought another wide receiver for the back end of the roster. I saw Tyler Johnson was waived from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Would be very interested in him. Probably a few other names there that I haven't yet combed through the entire list of the NFL waves sorted by position. Uh, but uh, 
name that sticks out to me. Will he get all the way to the Broncos at number nine on the waiver wire, especially with the Bears needing wide receiver help? I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, cornerback, wide receiver, maybe tight end, maybe defensive line. Those are the spots I'd be looking at right now, but definitely cornerback. Yep. Uh, Roy Osborne coming in saying, hey there, Nick and Carl and Scott. Do you guys think that the Moody release was a surprise? The Moody release was a tad bit of a surprise for me, but uh, Carl, what do you think? Was it a surprise for you? Not completely. When I was looking at the numbers for the offensive line, he just seemed to be the odd man out. Part of that being, he just doesn't have the versatility that you like for your backup offensive lineman. It's either he's going to be the starter or he's not on the roster kind of thing. He just, he really loved playing right guard, if I remember right, or was it left guard? I can't remember which one. I think it was left guard. Left guard. Well, you've already got your starter there in Reisner. And he didn't have that versatility to switch over and do well. And he's never played center. So when you got guys like Graham Glasgow that has played all three positions, you know, you got your your rookie player that you kind of want to keep around, Wattenberg, that you don't want to lose if it hits the open market. It just seemed like Moody was the guy on the way out. And I also kind of questioned his fit in this system. You know, he's a big guy. He's a powerful guy. He wants to get downhill and knock people off their socks. Not really that much of the horizontal kind of guy. He lost some weight from what I understand. But uh, hey, Kristen Hernandez, thank you so much for the the stars there and the hearts. Really appreciate that. Um, But yeah, Moody, like I said, I just didn't think he was quite the perfect fit for what the Broncos were wanting here. Yep. Yeah, Moody had not historically short arm length, but I think he was like right around 32 inches, which I've been told that with the Peyton regime, the arm length doesn't just matter for the interior uh, tackle position and the interior offensive line as well. They want some guys with some length there for cutoffs and bringing in and paying guys and drafting guys. And uh, Moody also, the injury kind of doomed him here, missed a lot of time and just not as versatile. Um, the guy who's just a pure guard, uh, that's going to put you behind the the ball, in my opinion, when you have, Graham Glasgow, who has center position. Also, Glasgow's contract makes it where he's much harder to move on from. Uh, you don't get much cap savings from moving on from him and more dead cap uh, in reality. And also, uh, can't play center. Luke Wattenberg, same thing. Center, guard versatility. Uh, don't see that with Moody. And comes back to the years of control. Moody would have two years left of control. Luke Wattenberg, the Broncos traded up for in the fifth round uh, this year. Four years of control left. That matters. A younger player, more upside. Also, part of this regime. We saw a lot of... Uh, Peyton and this front office moving on from draft picks that were of the, the LA uh, front office regime, which again, that's, is that Peyton, you know, being petty or anything? No, of course not picking his guys. Cause that was his evaluation, but also those are fresher guys on the roster, more years of roster control, right. just kind of the nature of it. Uh, Cody W coming in again with the $2 saying, oh, what's our cap space looking like? Uh, let me see. The Broncos had about, what was it? 12 million moved on from some guys. I'm guessing they're probably around, 16 right now uh 14 or 16 Um, i'm sure that the with all the moves that happened today all the websites that have that information are probably not updated yet and if they are that's unbelievable um but good for them uh but uh i would guess probably somewhere around 14 to let's go 14 to 18 because i said 16 14 to 18 makes the most sense to me okay well over the cap has us at 14.6 million or something like that okay Uh, not a bad guess and then spot rack Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Either way. I'm trying to see. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if they still have some of the old players on there. I don't see any. Well, now they've updated it to 16.7 million. But Purcell and Tomlinson are going to be back for the same contracts, and if they're not on there right now, then that's going to change that math again. So, yeah, uh, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> we got Jamie coming in saying, "Is Fant starting up in Seattle?" Yes, he is. He's their tight end one. They also brought back Disley as well. We'll see if they're running a lot more uh, 12 personnel uh, this season. But uh, we'll see how it plays out there for them. Uh, we also have uh, Andy Schrant coming in and said, I never heard up until now the Broncos were planning to hold just two quarterbacks. Carl, do you know the last time the Broncos had three quarterbacks on their roster? Well, would have on been. On their active roster. Did they have three last year? Because No. Or was Rip, Rip, okay. It had been the year before that then. I think they brought up guys from the practice squad. I think the last time they, maybe I'm thinking that they specifically went into the year with three. Um, but the last time I can remember the Broncos having three active, healthy quarterbacks on the 53 man roster to start the season was 2015 Peyton Manning, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon. And since then, I cannot remember a time the Broncos have had more than two active quarterbacks on the roster. So, uh, We'll be interesting to see. Uh, we got Travis coming in here. Travis always coming in with support saying, hello, fellas. Been a while. Still reading your articles and, of course, paying attention to our Broncos. I'm Denver Broncos for life. Good to hear that, Travis. Hope things are going well out there in Arkansas. I know you're starting to get excited for our collective Iowa Hawkeyes uh, this season. Just everybody. I'm, I'm assuming you're <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye fandom in the chat now. You have no choice. Uh, we need you. Um, we got Mark Schrader coming in saying, evening, guys. Evening to you, Mark. Hope you're doing well. Good to see you this morning. Hope you had a great day and a uh, good evening. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate you all tuning in here today is uh, like I said, it, it, I think someone said earlier the the bittersweet day, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun that you get to see who the 53 man roster is going to be. And it means obviously football is that much closer. You know, we're only a couple weeks away. Well, I think is it next Thursday is the first game. Yep. And then the Broncos play obviously that Monday Rams uh, bills it, Thursday. Whoo. That's going to be a chef kiss. Yeah. That's going to be fun to see. But yeah, so it just means football is that much closer. You know, we had the, what was it, week zero in college football this last Saturday, getting to watch Northwestern take it to to Nebraska. Sorry for any Nebraska fans in the chat. (laughs) But but yeah, so it it is. It's tough to see these guys that, like I said, I've gotten attached to some of these guys. I really do love Seth Williams, love his game. He's one of them that I, I really wanted to see make this roster. 
And I kind of loved what J.R. Reed was bringing to the table the last couple games. I thought he was showing well in his run support coming up, making some big hits. And uh, and then I really liked uh, Azigbo this last game. And, and I think some of these guys, they are going to make that practice squad. So it's not like we're saying goodbye or anything like that. Most of them yeah. will be back here anyway. But it's still tough to see these guys have some of those dreams kind of go down the go down the tube a little bit. And, and I loved they talked to Peyton and, and a couple of the other guys in the front office. And they said, well, what do you tell these guys when they're being cut? We tell them, look at these players that have been cut multiple times that now are veterans that are sticking on rosters. Look what they went through. Like they just stuck with it. They realized they had the game. They just need to work on some things. And, and so for a lot of these guys, again, they just needed another year and that's okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, we had a comment in here coming in. Uh, any surprise guys that uh, made the team? And I have Jay Valentine coming in and saying one that I'm surprised made the team. And this again, probably speaks to the concerns of the cornerback position, in my opinion, uh, saying Bassey and then followed by yuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a pure slot cornerback. Solid tackler, um, not a lot of speed to cover crossers, which, God, you're going to be hit with that consistently in the AFC West and got, not keeping up with slot fades either. But uh, Broncos' back end of the cornerback position is highly questionable. Luckily, they do have one superstar cornerback in uh, Patrick Sertan, which should help that room tremendously. But uh, it's, the Broncos are not alone. Uh, if you look across the AFC West, I guess outside of the Chargers, who have okay depth at the position, assuming J.C. Jackson comes back somewhat healthy, uh, the rest of the division's cornerback rooms are very much lacking, uh, especially the Raiders today trading uh, Tray- Trayvon Mullen to the uh, the Cardinals. Man, what a uh, horrible, horrible defense that Raiders will have outside the edge position. I would be pretty shocked if they don't finish last. And also, everyone, let's take a moment to laugh at the Raiders. Another first-round pick <laughs> down the drain. Maybe they should just start trading all their first-round picks because they don't use them for anything good. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, they called 31 teams. 31 teams said, I'll pass, according to Ian Rappaport. And uh, yeah. Alex Leatherwood has been waived uh, for first round pick from just the 2021 draft. Now, I, I think if he didn't have the contract coming with him, I think there's probably a chance that a team would have maybe made a trade like a seventh round pick. But I think he's owed something like five point nine million dollars this year. And he's going to be like a swing tackle or he's going to be a depth guy. You don't pay six million dollars to a depth guy. And so it doesn't. Surprised me one bit that all 31 teams said no to him. Well, really all 32, because then Raiders are like, we don't even want him. Yeah. And uh, so it just, it's, I mean, it's tough for that kid. I I think when we were watching that draft, we all kind of laughed a little bit. Uh, he, he was worth a, a draft pick for sure. But first round draft pick, I don't think any of us were like, no, I don't think he was on any of our boards for the, the first round. But hey, Raiders will Raider. And yep. the, like I said, the Mullins move. Man, I had a few Raiders fans because I made a comment about it. They're like, he wasn't that good. I'm like, well, your whole room is not very good. Like, he, he was kind of the, the best piece of crap in a room full of poop. Worst, <laughs> you know? worst crap. Yeah, kind of thing. I, I got to be careful what I say there, I guess. But hmm. um, but yeah, so it just, it was. It's kind of surprising to see them make some of these moves and really hurt their roster. You know, I, I just look at it and I say they're very top heavy. Compared to the rest of the division, they got these great players, obviously, that are just top of their positions. And then a lot of unknown players that just kind of make you go, who? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Mark Schrader coming to the support saying, uh, do you guys think that Seth Williams would be on the practice squad? I do think they'll bring Seth Williams back to the practice squad unless another team picks him up. But 
if there's any position that you can sneak through the waiver wire and pick back up, it is the back end of the roster wide receivers. So I do think that Seth Williams makes it back on the practice squad for the Broncos. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. We got the notorious GLP coming in. <laughs> Gary leads Palmer saying, good afternoon, Carl, Nick and Scott go Broncos. Let's ride. Good to see you, Gary. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, thanks for coming and double dipping today, morning and evening. Uh, we appreciate you. Hope you had a great Tuesday. God, what day of the week is it? It's Tuesday. Uh, so <laughs> hope you're having a good one. We got visionary coming. I don't recognize visionary Dell 618, uh, with a couple ideas here saying the Broncos should trade for Jalen Rager. They need speed, speed kills in the open field. Then he also says, uh, grab Devin Bush from the Steelers. Not Steelers don't seem to be happy with him. My issue is that the Broncos are dealing at such a deficit when it comes to draft picks right now that I don't think you're going to see any moves that involve anything besides maybe even that six round pick you gave up this year, you know, that kind of guy. And I think probably for those former first round picks, it's probably going to cost a little more to get them, even though those guys haven't lived up to their draft status. So uh, probably not going to happen. Uh, the Broncos are in a different thing. I totally get it because Broncos fans, the last few seasons, we've had like so much excess draft capital thanks to trading away players when we were dead in the water at the midseason deadline, thanks to the compensatory picks that the Broncos were getting. This team right now is in a totally different spot because of the Russell Wilson trade for better and for not for worse, but different. Um, definitely for better because you'd rather have the quarterback, but <laughs> you don't have the value draft capital. You don't have the volume draft capital. So those kind of moves, you just, you don't have, doesn't seem like you're in a position to make those kind of spots. Right. And for me, I'm only trading for a guy that I feel like can actually be a big time contributor. Both those mm -hmm. guys would be depth moves for me. You know, Devin Bush, I just don't see him as a starter in this league right now. The guy is constantly out of position. When we, I was watching some games with Schobert last year and he has Devin Bush next to him. Like Devin Bush was like almost blocking Schobert from being able to go make a move, mm -hmm. go actually go make a play because he just would get stuck there. Like he's an athletic player but he doesn't know how to use that athleticism because he doesn't have the instincts. And it's one of those plays where I, I think of, you know, the Broncos were ready to take him in that draft before they got the, the call from the Steelers to trade back. And I just look at it and go, sometimes, you know, other teams save you from making a stupid mistake. The Broncos were saved from making a stupid mistake that draft. And so I, unless he hits the open market and the Steelers say, we're done with you. I, I can't see the Broncos going after him. Yeah. Absolutely. And correction from earlier, uh, Broncos had Blake Bortles, Drew and Brett Rippon at one point. I don't know if they were all active at the same time. Um, also, Scott pointed out the Broncos activated Brett Rippon when a few teams were sniffing around from him on the uh, practice squad. Definitely do recall that now. I think what I had heard was that the first time the Broncos had set the season with three starting quarterbacks, this would be they haven't done it since 2015. So actually like cutting down to 53. the 53. Yeah. Yep. The initial 53. So, and that's because Gary Kubiak loved himself some Trevor Simeon so much. So, and <laughs> I mean, for a seventh round pick, he uh, proved to be right. Better than John Elway's first round pick in uh, Paxton Lynch by a long shot, uh, mm -hmm. unfortunately in that one. Um, so let's keep it going here. Uh, Broncos. We talked to Tony Moody there. We talked a little bit of a, uh, the trade there. Um, we talked interior, we talked edge rusher spot. How do you see this edge rusher room working out now that uh, the Broncos had moved on from Malik Reed? Obviously in preseason, we saw Malik Reed had got a lot of starts um, out there because they weren't playing Gregory or Chubb. Why would they? Uh, now that Malik Reed is gone, how does that room work out? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you're going to have probably a, a, a four man rotation of, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, um, 
Baron Browning and Nick Bonito. I mean, Bonito is going to be kind of more of a, a spot guy, depending on the situation. You don't want him in there on rundowns by any means. <laughs> that was not pretty in, in preseason with him and rundowns. Uh, but I mean, as a pass rusher, I think he actually was tied for the highest percentage of, um, of, of pass rush attempts, like actually working out like successful pass rush attempts. He was at like 22% or something like that in the, in the preseason. And given he was going against like second, third, fourth stringers kind of thing, but still he's at least getting it done as a pass rusher. And so that's what you, you brought him in for as a second round pick. Anyway, he'll get some snaps. Uh, but Jonathan Cooper, Aaron Patrick, Aaron Patrick's in there more as a special teams guy. I could actually see Jonathan Cooper getting more times where he is an inactive player, where he's a healthy scratch compared to Aaron Patrick, where they're going to want him for special teams. And so, like I said, I think it's, you're going to have that four man rotation and you're going to see a heavy rotation of them all getting on the field. Yeah, no, definitely possible. And Jonathan Cooper also probably playing a role there. I mean, he's he's fine. I think there's a chance that he could push Nick Benito. Nick Benito obviously has way more tools, but the reason Cooper fell to the seventh round of the draft was the sixth round uh, two years ago was because of the heart condition. So a little yeah. bit more talented. We obviously saw him last year play well. He's, I mean, for your fifth edge rusher, you could do a lot worse yeah. than uh, Jonathan Cooper. So very crowded room. And also Aaron Patrick uh, had a solid preseason but the Broncos are bringing him back as a, a special teams guy for sure. Uh, Daryl Washington coming in talking about the uh, Broncos moving on from Eric Tomlinson, the tight end room. Apparently the Broncos maybe were taking, taking the temperature on the market for Albert Okoyabinam, uh, keeping him in the end. But the uh, Daryl Washington senior coming in saying the Broncos should bring in OJ Howard to help the tight end room. OJ Howard, obviously released from the bills. The thing with OJ Howard is that he was really talented coming out of Alabama, suffered an Achilles injury and just has not looked like the same athlete uh, after that Achilles injury. So um, maybe the Broncos bring in a tight end. Maybe they work it out, but it's not the OJ Howard that was drafted. What was it? 19th overall in the 2019 draft. He's just not the same athlete as he was back then. Yeah, you're right. I, you and I both loved him coming out of the draft. Yeah. And uh, we're kind of hoping that he'd fall to the Broncos and he, Obviously didn't quite make it to the Broncos there. I think that was the draft. The Broncos are picking 20th. They took Garrett Bowles, which yep. better 27. We, we were also 2017 draft. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, he hasn't quite worked out the way you hoped. And he's just not quite the player that, that you would like to bring in. I when we're looking at the back end of him replacing like a guy like Sobert, I could be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Because I mean that, that's kind of a throwaway player anyway. I, I shouldn't say that. That's very mean to me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I know me and very cruel here today, but like if you're wanting to raise the level, the floor of that room, I could be okay with that move. Cause he still has some upside and he's still a, a pretty good run blocker. Like he's not quite the receiving threat that you'd like, but he still can be a pretty decent run blocker. Yeah. All right. Well, we got Cody W coming in again saying is Stan Sanders still on free agency. Last I knew he wasn't on an NFL roster. I think he's still, yeah, still out there. Um, obviously it's, you hate to say this, but uh, the thing about the wide receiver position, especially when you get older, is that you lose a lot of your value quickly. So not every single player can be, uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald playing forever. Just doesn't happen very often. So Sanders probably, probably, uh, probably done in the league. Maybe pick part, that back end of the wise, but we'll see. Right. And the hard part is what you'd want to offer them is probably a vet minimum because you've, 
kind of believe that's going to be their value coming onto this roster. And for a veteran like him, he's going to be going, hey, look what I've done in this league. I deserve mm-hmm. a little bit more than that. I And and there's just a lot of pride that kind of goes into that. And I don't blame the player for, for trying to get as much as you can. And, and he might be one of those guys maybe two, three weeks into the season. Some team loses a couple of their starters at the wide receiver position, and they're going, hey, Sanders, we need you to come in. He's one of those veterans you can plug in pretty quickly and, and get something out of him. So yeah. uh, he, he has the time to wait. He has the money that he can wait. So it's not like something he has to hustle and make that kind of decision right now. Yeah. Nope, absolutely. So got a little bit of time. We'll see what happens. And uh, Zebulon coming in saying, does Sanders retire as a Bronco with a one-day deal? Sanders' time in Denver was fun. I don't think he is Mr. Bronco by any means. What was he here for? Four years? Something like that. It was good four years. I don't know if he has the the pull or the sway uh, to come back and be one of those guys who retires and has the ceremony and everything as one day with the Broncos. He just wasn't a Bronco lifer. Also didn't end the best uh, in his time in Denver also. So don't think that's a, don't think that's on the table. Maybe you do just because of uh, the Peyton Manning run, all the good things, the connection with DT. Um, There's a lot of sentimental stuff there, but on his own merits, I don't think he, he would reach that threshold for me. Right. And like you said, he didn't leave Denver on the best of terms. And so I don't know if he would really want to come back to Denver and retire in that, that sense. Um, It just, if you kind of knew some of the details, I mean, there, there was that fist fight between him and Cortland Sutton that, and then I think it was a few games after that against Tennessee where he quit at halftime and just said, trade me, I'm done. That sticks with a team where they're just like, yeah, we don't want you back in our building. Yeah. And I think he's one of those guys also that he just would go out there and be like, ah, I don't want to be here either. Yeah. It's a lot of fun when you're winning, not so much fun when you're losing. There's a lot of players like that in the NFL. Um, uh, just how it is sometimes visionary coming at the $5 super. Uh, thank you so much. Visionary. Also, you had a comment up here, uh, saying, I think, thank you guys. Yeah, here we go. Thank you guys. Broncos country. Let's ride. Love that. Um, love the let's ride, man. It's uh, I haven't adopted yet to end the podcast. It feels like it's Russell Wilson's thing. I just, I'm not. Yeah. He's cooler than me. I know he's a cornball, but he's cooler than me. So, uh, I can't, I can't do it. I just got to stick with my go Broncos and, uh, my own, uh, closing there, but, uh, let's keep at it here. A few more, um, surprises here. McTelvin Ajim. Uh, any thoughts on him? Uh, obviously, had a great preseason game three against the Minnesota Vikings. Had a strip sack, I believe, uh, multiple pressures all around, batted ball, uh, really struggled against the run, and now has been waived. Any chance he's back? Is where, is he going to be picked up in the waiver wire? Well, what's going on with him? Oh, I, I think if, if they can get him back on the practice squad, they're going to want that. I mean, he's still got value to this team. He knows the defense, knows the other players. If somebody goes down with injury – He's an easy one to to stick in there. And, and, you know, the few rep reps that he got last year, he didn't look lost on the field. Like he made some decent plays. uh, And so I think if the Broncos can bring it back, they're going to try. It's just, that's been the problem again, consistency. Can you trust him to be on the field for any large amount of snaps right now? No, because he's just so hot and cold, even in that Vikings game, like he had these great explosive plays and then you'd watch some of them in the run game where he's getting pushed back about three or four yards. Yeah. And so you love the explosive plays, but you're kind of going, we need something more on those other snaps where you're not just getting the explosive play. And uh, I don't know what the answer is with him because, you know, in college he showed the same thing and he kind of thought, okay, well maybe Arkansas just didn't use him very well. Cause they had him in some weird places. They kind of moved him all over that defensive line and 
had him gain a bunch of weight. And I don't know. It just was kind of weird what Arkansas did with him. Well, then you kind of thought, okay, get him to the NFL, get him in this weight room, get him with NFL coaches. Maybe they'll really maximize that. And he just has stayed in that same place. We haven't seen that level of growth you like to see by year three. So, you know, I think they'd love to have him back on the practice squad, but if they lose him, I don't think they're going to lose a whole lot of sleep either at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Unicorn coming in saying having Browning uh, on the bench as an edge instead of on the field starting in the middle seems like a waste to me with a smiley face. Um, you appreciate that uniform or unicorn extreme uh, coming in here. The edge rushing spot is heavily rotational as it is. So no matter what, even if you have Browning as your starter, he's going to be logging less snaps than that linebacker. But edge rushers are probably like twice as valuable. <laughs> Just putting a random value on it, but uh, it's almost twice as valuable as the off-ball linebacker. You need a plethora of them. You need to have waves of pass rushers. Uh, so I think that Browning at edge probably, let's say he plays 40% of the edge snaps, probably more valuable there than playing 80% of the off-ball snaps. Uh, excuse me, stack linebacker. Don't want to make Scott upset. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, the other spot here is I think the Broncos move Browning because they liked so much what they had in Jonas Griffith already uh, right. coming on and bringing back Josie Jewell. So um, I'm not too worried about it. I'm excited to see what Browning, and he looked really good at edge shoot. Browning looked lost at edge uh, this season. Then we'd definitely be having a conversation about that. Is he getting jerked around too much to where he's halting his development? If anything, I think he looks as good at that position moving forward as uh, he did at off ball last year. They're pretty good at the uh, stack spot. So excited to see Browning at edge. Right. Well, and the other thing is you look at moving forward, like it's easier to replace that off ball linebacker. It's not as easy to replace a good edge player. And if you're looking at Bradley Chubb with this, maybe being his last year with the Broncos, you're, you're trying to find that replacement. Is he already on the roster? Well, it could be Browning. Mm-hmm. He could all of a sudden prove that he can be a starter quality edge player for you opposite of Randy Gregory. And then you don't have to pay Bradley Chubb all this buku money that the edge players are making these days. Even even above average edge players are making really good money right now. And, and so then you got a little bit more money to pay Draymond Jones to make sure Russell Wilson is locked in for, for the long term. And, and maybe you get a third round comp pick for Bradley Chubb walking out the door. So then you feel better about your, your draft picks moving forward since you've lost a lot of them over these last few years. So there's just a, there's a lot of reasons for this season and beyond to go ahead and try to get Browning at this position. And and I think we even talked when he was drafted by the Broncos. Uh, I remember saying, I, I wish they'd actually just play him at edge. Mm-hmm. I, I hated this whole idea of let's try him at both positions and see how it goes. I hate when they do that in the NFL, <laughs> especially for rookies. I'm like, their, their world is swimming. Just give them one, one responsibility. That's enough in today's NFL. And, uh, and I really wanted him at edge because I felt like he had that just, that quick twitch ability, the ability to bend around the edge. He's got the long arms. He's got the body build. I just felt like that would be a, a perfect fit for him in the NFL. And so I'm glad that they're giving him that chance. Yeah. And uh, we have a super chat coming in here from Michaela Parker. Um, to 499. Oh, the chat just jumped on me. Sorry, Michaela. There we go. Uh, any good or right, right tackles that were cut today? If they were cut today, I don't think good is the word I would use for them. Um, <laughs> clicking through the names right now over on ESPN, uh, looking for OT. Uh, the only name so far that has stood out to me uh, was uh, the likes of LeBraven Clark, which I don't think you really want there. Oh, was Kellen Deesh moved on from? Remember the weirdest body type of all time? Probably couldn't scratch his belly button uh, with his arm length <laughs> there. God, what a, what a weird body. Um, but looking at the offensive tackles here, nothing. nobody's really – Stacking out, uh, sticking out. Yes, sir. Durant over at the the Patriots, maybe is a name. 
David Sharp, but he's more of a power guy with the uh, the the Ravens. Um, right now, I think the Broncos will probably bring in or put some claims in on some offensive tackle here uh, to push the back end of the roster. Uh, Dennis Kelly, another one here. The Broncos uh, didn't bring him in. Uh, they brought him in for a workout, right? Dennis Kelly. Uh, then they ended up going, not going with him. Am I am I remembering that? They, then they ended up going Billy Turner. I, I think you're right. I, I know that they had interest in Dennis Kelly for sure. Yeah. Uh, when when that whole free agency was kicking off, and so yeah, he wouldn't be one that I'd be too surprised. If the Broncos decided, hey, you know, Cameron Fleming. We were not liking him as our our backup to the backup. Uh, I mean, obviously, Calvin Anderson is going to be your swing tackle at this point, but you kind of like to have another option as well that you trust. And Fleming, I thought he did pretty good in this last game, but the other two, he was getting getting burned pretty bad. Yep, yep. Not very good. Reason he was out there as late as he was. Um, Manuel coming in saying, how do you guys feel about the cornerback depth? Sucks that Ojemi doesn't progressed more. That and Bassey didn't look good either. Probably on the defense, my biggest concern right now is the depth of the cornerback position only rivaled by the quality up top in the interior defensive line after your top two. I guess that's still depth, but more of a starter there uh, than your hopefully your first boundary cornerback because that's that becomes an issue if you have injuries. Your third defensive interior defensive lineman is going to get play. So cornerback depth is definitely a concern. That's the position that I've heard, and it makes sense that the Broncos are probably going to be the most aggressive looking to add somebody uh, through the waiver wire or after this 53-man roster, initial 53-man roster. So definitely – cornerback I would say is far from settled look for the Broncos to make a move there right well and George Payton he loves his corners yeah I mean it, name a team that loved corners more over the last 10 years than the Minnesota Vikings you can't and so I you're right there's no way that they feel comfortable with what they have on this roster right now and I think there's some decent names that have hit the market uh, I saw one earlier someone who kept mentioning uh Iowa cornerback Josh Jackson yeah there we there go from go. Jelly um you know more about him than I do, obviously being from there. And he was a pretty high draft pick there coming out of Iowa. And everybody kind of liked him there. And um, and I'm sure George Payton knows him well because you're you're scouting your enemy, the Packers. Mm. They saw him there for quite a few years. So uh, there, there's some names out there. there. There's actually some decent cornerbacks that I think have hit the market that the Broncos would feel pretty comfortable with. Yeah, Josh Jackson, University of Iowa, played a lot of off coverage uh, for the Hawkeyes. Never really, they never really had a lot of different coverages uh, that could expose him and kind of show what his versatility was man, press man, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, his issue with me has been tackling physicality. He's got more of a wiry build and just never really took off there. A lot of ball skills at Iowa, um, had like a crazy amount of pick sixes. But again, I would say been a lowercase bust uh so far we had visionary hello visionary thanks again for the five dollars we appreciate you so um we'll see uh how it plays out i love josh jackson because i mean he had a fun season with the hawkeyes but i try to put away that hawkeye fandom when it comes to the broncos so when i say josie jewel is a good linebacker it's not because my iowa bias he's he's good um so uh sorry guys um but Definitely uh, Broncos looking at cornerback. I'm sure they will put in multiple waiver claims uh, in that position. If not cornerback to me, let me put it this way. I guess I'll just say it first. I think if there's any position on the Broncos where they would consider giving up draft capital to bring in a player, I think it's cornerback. I think that's the spot where they would consider doing that. Now they're not going to give up one of their thirds for a cornerback. They need those picks probably to trade down and get more draft pick uh, draft capital. But uh, right now I think that, uh, Cornerbacks the one position where I could see them being even more aggressive to the point of giving up draft capital. 
Yeah, and we have another name coming from Cody W here saying Xavier Rhodes is still out there, though he is older. He He's fallen off a cliff. You know, he, he went from like looking like top 10 cornerback, possibly there for a little bit, for like a year or two, uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, he was just like one of the worst starting cornerbacks in football. So uh, probably not a name I'd look at too hard. But again, we're talking about back-end guys, and there, there's a reason that they're on the market. Yep. No, absolutely. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. So um, any surprise guys that made the team uh, for you, Carl, I'll throw out some names here. Matt Henningsen ended up making it still a six round pick. Wisconsin kind of came on late. Uh, interesting to see him there. Obviously we talked a little Aaron, uh, Aaron Patrick at the outside linebacker spot. Saying Bassey, probably my biggest surprise yeah. making it still. And then uh, Broncos keeping four linebackers, Justin Cernod safe. Uh, any thoughts on any of those guys? Yeah, you're right. Bassey is probably the one that really sticks out because he didn't look all that great in preseason and he's coming off of injury. There's just a lot of things going against him other than him being experienced with the team. And so he's, he's probably the 53 man for me right now on this roster. And like I said, they're going to be looking at cornerback really hard. He's going to be the guy that's probably most likely replaced out of that room. And so I, I have my doubts that he would be there. If we're talking an opening day roster, Bassey is probably not on that roster. Uh, but right now he is. So that's why it is a little bit of a surprise. Um, I, I agree. Matt Henningsen. I mean, I think they maybe could have thought, hey, we can get him through to the practice squad. I, I thought he's looked pretty darn good in preseason to me. He's been kind of one of the few that's held his own in the run game a little bit. I mean, he's not been perfect by any means. I mean, he's still as a rookie, but uh, I'm glad to see him make the roster because I, I think he has something. I think here in a couple of years, he could be a quality player for the Broncos in that rotation for the defensive line. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's uh, That makes a lot of sense to me. So guys, we're going to have to start wrapping up here. Uh, we got Jelly coming in here with some names too. Mario Goodrich, Tariq Castro-Fields, and Jared Davis. You have me with the first two. I think Mario Goodrich and Tariq Castro-Fields make sense. Jared Davis, man, it's... One of another one of those players where just doesn't have it from the neck up, running into the wrong lanes, getting his own players out of position because he's running into them. Just you can't trust him out there. So there's a reason he's been on as many teams as he has. Good athlete, but if you can't play from the neck up at the linebacker position, not going to have it. There are four positions really where you have to have the intelligence. Um, I would say they have to have the intelligence plus the tools for the quarterback, but f- three positions, I guess I'll go with where intelligence, the above the, uh, the neck up, and the awareness matters more than anything. Safety, linebacker, center. And you can have all the athleticism in the world, but if you're out of position or don't know what you're doing at those spots, you're going to be bad at football. And uh, Jerry Davis has been obviously better than me. It's I'm just sitting here on a chair, you know, some tw- Pacific Northwest tweener out here. But uh, Jared Davis, um, not been very good. Uh, probably not somebody that you should be interested in. Yep. I'm with you there. I, I do like those first two names. If the Broncos bought, brought him in, I would not fight that one bit. Uh, mm. So I appreciate you putting all these different names out there for us, Jelly, because it, it is kind of neat just to see all these possibilities. Um, and and there are going to be some decent players that make some rosters still that end up being big-time contributors this year. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, guys, uh, that's going to do it for us today. I don't really think of any other uh, things to discuss. Obviously, I think the biggest news of the day is Malik Reed uh, being moved on from Broncos, giving up a seventh round pick, the seventh round pick that belonged to the Minnesota Vikings uh, because the Broncos got it in the 
Stephen Weatherly trade last season. Broncos don't have their own seventh because they gave it up to the 49ers for the Jonas Griffith trade. Those back end picks, man, who knows who belongs to you have to look it up. Keep like drawing strings like Charlie Day, trying to figure out where the mail is coming from. And uh, it's always sunny. But um, Broncos sending a seventh round pick and Malik Reed getting a sixth round pick back from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Other than that, the original 53 is set and we're going to see how it all plays out. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, man, just we keep building up to this game. And we're 13 days away from the Broncos kicking off in Seattle week one. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, Carl, any final thoughts before we wrap it on up here? No, I I'm excited about this roster. Um, you know, I, I think Chad put in the, the heading, you know, do you think this is a, a Super Bowl type roster? I think it's right on that edge. I, I think they're missing maybe a couple pieces that you'd really like to be able to see. Uh, you know, you still don't know quite with that right tackle. Billy Turner hasn't taken any snaps yet. He's been injured most of the off season. Can he live up to, to what you need? Um, you know, but at the same time, I still love a lot of these weapons, even with Dulcich going down, obviously Tim Patrick going down. You still really do. Like I said, you feel good about it. You like these starters. I think it's a little thin on the back end of some of these positions that if there's a couple injuries, I'm going to be sitting there saying, ah, crap, we're, we're in trouble. But if the starters can stay healthy, this could be a really special team. Should be a good year. Should be competitive football. Broncos have a realistic shot to go all the way. Want to see what it looks like first, but either way, going to be a lot of fun this season. Uh, Appreciate everyone joining us today. Uh, I'll be live again tomorrow for Scott's uh, forging the Falcons channel tomorrow morning. And it'll be Scott and I tonight um, or tomorrow night for, uh, Mile High Insiders as Luke recovers from a surgery. He's doing okay, but uh, if you want to send him, you know, good thoughts, good vibes over on Twitter, you can, uh, but we appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys are following Carl and myself on Twitter. Carl is at Carl Dumbler MHH. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you're following us while you're over on Twitter at BTB football pod, building the Broncos football pod. Easy to remember as well as at mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet. Make sure you're joining us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath, please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. Click the bell icon. So that way, you know, when we go live, sometimes you know, a few minutes late, some people maybe a few more minutes late than others, but uh, that way, if you click that bell notification, you won't be uh, waiting around. When are they going to go live? They said, you know, six o'clock mountain time you'll know when they go live and oh back-to-back supers i guess the show must go on visionary coming in again five dollars saying i think the secondary will be okay with a good pass rush and no secondary injuries chubb career revived thanks to gregory definitely possible the thing is you can't really depend on no injuries injuries happen i mentioned earlier in his career to date ronald darby has had one of his six years in the league so far uh where he has not missed time that's not good. You should probably bank that you're going to miss time uh, or that uh, Ronald Darby is going to miss some time after that. It's questionable. I mean, Quan Williams, you like him at that cornerback spot or the nickel spot, but he's also older. I think 31 years old, yep. maybe could be reaching a downward turn. So definitely some concerns there, but I do agree with you. It's not just the, uh, the Chubb stuff here. I don't think it's just Gregory being there, although it does help, but you, I'm excited about Browning excited about Benito as a pass rusher. DJ Jones and whatnot healthy at the linebacker spot. I think the Broncos run defense in theory should be better this season, allowing yourself to have better pass rush opportunities and having an offense that's competent on the other side, other side should help them as well. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, Carl, take uh, Kenneth, Kenneth here. Yeah, we got uh, Kenneth coming in saying with Kendall Hinton gone, what are we going to do about our fourth string quarterback? LOL. Ooh, who, who could play quarterback? Like if you, Hackett, if you had a baby. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Just no, remember, content. 
Remember, they wouldn't allow coaches to come in and, and play. Oh, right. They wouldn't that allow was because of the sick bug, though, because they didn't want to like punish. They were kind of like trying to punish them. Maybe they would yeah. just for the uh, for the content in this case. I remember who was it? Who threw it to Cortland Sutton or was it Cortland Sutton that threw a touchdown pass? Cortland Sutton. Beautiful throw. Yep. OK, that would be the guy. That would be the yep. one to, to be the next quarterback for you. Yep. Be a lot of fun, although then you're losing. You're probably your number one wide receiver. But uh, I digress. Hey, man, maybe Brandon McManus. Just just here for the content. <laughs> uh, Paul's saying thank you, OGs. Thank you, Paul. Have a good one. Sanders to Sutton. Sutton threw a beautiful touchdown pass in uh, Minnesota. Um, I remember that game. I don't remember who he threw it to, but uh, it was gorgeous. So uh, maybe it was Sutton's to Sanders. I don't know. I don't remember. But either way, let's have some more of that this year. Let's have some fun. Actually, let Russell throw all the touchdowns. We actually have a quarterback now. Uh, as soon as I said, I'm like, ah, nah. And Ben said he took the game to Sanders through a touchdown to Sutton in Arizona. Took his whole family. Awesome, man. Good memories. I, maybe that was the butt-kicking game in mid-October a few years ago when the Von Miller guaranteed that they were going to win and put on a show on Thursday Night Football, I think it was. So uh, anyway, I digress. You guys have a great night. We're going to get on out of here. Make sure you're choosing kindness and choosing compassion. Until next time, go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.